you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Good morning, PTSD peeps. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing great. It's great to be back with you. It's an honor to be able to come across your airwaves. We continue on as we look at the life of Christ and what that life means to us. And and can I tell you something, friends? That life means something cool to you. That life means that you can be saved. That life means that you can be separated. That life means that you now have the Holy Spirit of God within your heart. That life means uh, that you can trust on his love. He's not going anywhere. Uh, nothing's going to pull you out of the hands of our Lord. We find Kevin, he, he's still up there at Carlisle Barracks, Harrisburg area, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. How's life, brother? Hey, I'm, I'm doing well. Doing well. How are you? I'm living the dream, man. I'm getting better from the surgery. Pray for me. Well, by the time you hear this, uh, pray for me anyway, but I'll be traveling this <laughs> week and we sure could use your prayers and continue to lift up my sister Francine, who's just been having one difficulty after another medically. And I would just ask that you would lift the name of Francine. I believe she's saved. A pastor went over and spent some time with her and I do believe she's saved, but, but please just just pray for her if you would dear friends and we certainly need your prayers and and continue to pray for debbie and i and kevin and and these things going on in our life would appreciate that and kevin we we talk words we we throw words out there and it's important that we look at words and we get an understanding for them and one of kevin's friends had mentioned it would be a great thing to look at a different word every day once in a while we'd sprinkle that in and someone really liked it and kevin brought it up and i just like talking about words and um, you know i'm and not to take all day on these words and but it, it's so important i think that some of these words that we're covering they come right out of the scripture we're going to be in and the word today is unity and unity means something right so one of my favorite verses in the entire bible we find in philippians 2 uh, verse number two it says fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded having the same love that love we've been talking about it's it's the same he loves us so much and being of one accord and we're not talking about a honda of one mind. And, uh, it's being, uh, you know, it, we, when we serve God, that puts us in a different place. Now there's some philosophical things that go on amongst the Christian brethren, but when it comes down to the core, when it comes down to the foundation, when the Bible is the word of God, when it's inspired, when you're holding it in your hand, when you believe in it, it's an errant without error, man, things change. And, uh, and, 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 you know, once again, this is the last verse I'll say, but over in first Peter three, eight, I love that. Finally, be all of one mind. And Kevin's got some knocking going on uh, a little bit back there, brother, having compassion. I want you to know, Kevin's probably sitting in a car somewhere, friends, but having <laughs> compassion, one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. So be of one mind, one of cord. Uh, have that same love that comes from Christ, Kevin. God wants us to have that same love that he gave us. Mm, so true. Yeah, this headset's, you know, I think a fly could land on it. It would sound nuclear. It's pretty uh, sensitive. I'll have to be careful about that. Um, but, you know, this this whole thing of the same love that he has uh, in, in unity, you know, I think there's a lot of selfishness just goes on church. Don't you, where there's just yeah. pe people looking out for number one and, and, 
uh, churches split and so forth. But I love the scripture. I've preached on it before, so taught on it before. Psalm 133 says, behold, in verse one, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And one day it's just jumped off the page at me, Doug. The very next verse gives an analogy and it says it, that is unity, brethren dwelling together in it. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran, adi- ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, that went down to the skirts of his garments. So that's talking about the anointing oil. And, you know, the Bible says that Christians have this anointing in First First John chapter, I think it's chapter 3, but um, the anointing that uh, we have received abideth on us. So, you know, this anointing, oil is a type of the Holy Spirit. So when we're, uh, number one, indwelt upon salvation, that means that we have the potential for unity that we never had before. And then secondly, when we're filled with the Spirit, in other words, the Spirit controls us, then that when selfishness is gone and the Spirit's mind is free to do some things, it's like being, it's like Aaron, the high priest, being covered with oil. In fact, if you read what it says, he was coated with oil. It says it ran down his beard. So this wasn't just a little cross of oil, you know, like a crisscross across the forehead from the finger of Moses. He poured it on his head. It went down his beard, went down to the skirts of his garments. So the guy was pretty well covered with oil. And I thought, Lord, how does that analogous to uh, unity? And then I got thinking, well, I can picture this. Once you're covered with oil, which is a type of the spirit, you have a substance between you that, uh, of all the substances on planet Earth, reduces friction. <laughs> Oil re- will reduce friction between two objects. And uh, so Aaron being anointed is is a picture of how the love of God shed abroad by the Holy Spirit, which is given to us, Romans 5, is, is when he's active in our lives, it's like someone's, it's going to be hard for someone to rub me the wrong way when I'm filled with the Spirit. It's, it'll be like I'm coated with oil. It's going to be hard for someone to get to throw mud at me and make it stick because I'm covered with oil. Uh, it's The Holy Spirit does that. It says that unity is like that. Unity works like oil does on a, a like a coating of oil. And Doug, wouldn't it be good if when we went into our day, we just said, Lord, cover me with the oil of the Spirit today because there's going to be people try to rub me the wrong way. There's going to be someone that throws mud at me and try to get it to stick. And I pray that, that it doesn't do that. And, and, and you know what? We find out that by the activity of the Holy Spirit, uh, he does mysteriously, miraculously make it that not only do people not rub us the wrong way, by the way, if, if there's two parties in, with friction, if there's two objects with friction, uh, if one of them becomes oil coated, the friction will stop. The smoke, the sparks will stop. If one of them are coated with oil, and so we don't need to say, "Well, if, I, if you get oil, I'll get oil." No, if if I get filled with this, if I get filled with God, if I spend time in prayer and surrender this relationship to the Lord and say, "Lord, not my will, but Thy will be done." Do what you want with this thing. Separate it. Bring it closer together. Whatever it is, I do want to at least be the one to be a channel of uh, of the Spirit. And so coat me, cover me, and I'll tell you something else that'll happen. Not only will friction stop that day, 
but um, but you, uh, oil leaves a mark on the person that's trying to rub you the wrong way. So if you came up to Aaron, if you were Cora and came up to Aaron and said, I resent you, you know, you're the guy that made the golden calf. You shouldn't be the high priest. I should be the high priest. That's what Cora was like. Guess what? He can't get friction on you because you're anointed, you know, in symbolism here, if you can track with the illustration. But when he went his way, Cora had a mark left on him. And, you know, Doug, when I'm going through hard times, and that's when people come out of the woodwork to try to rub me the wrong way. They'll bring up my past failures, my golden calf, whatever. And I just want to be the person that, number one, friction stops here. And number two, when they go away, they say, you know what? There's something about that person. They left a, a mark on me. And uh, I think that's kind of what is involved in this text about uh, unity of the brethren. Yeah, unity is work. It, it really is. It's it's when you feel like belting someone in the head, you smile and say, God bless you. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just, just summarizing the last three or four minutes of Kevin's talking. But it really, that's what it comes down to. And uh, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it. What he said was important, and, and it had to go into us. But in my mind, the more he said that, the more it kept coming back to me. <laughs> Unity's work, You should have stopped me. No, no. I'm kidding. I like that. That's good. It's, it's, uh, no, that was good know, practical uh, advice. Yeah, when you want to drill somebody, you say, hey, I'm saved, man. And I don't want to mess up the spiritual juju that's going on here. You know, I could could belt this guy, and and it's temporal. I used to belt people when I was younger before I got saved. And it's a temporal thing. And sometimes, like one time, I broke a couple fingers and stuff. It's just not as cool as you think it would be afterwards, you know. And uh, I remember I broke a tooth, a nose, and a jaw on a guy one time. And I felt so bad about it. To this day, I'm still messed up over it. But he had, uh, I think he had hit on Debbie or something like that and was saying some bad things and came after me and took a swing at me. Uh, But let me tell you something, friends. When you can smile back and you can look at somebody who's mocking you, they're not only mocking you, they're mocking God. We're hooked to God. And, And just smile and say, God bless you and step away. Boy, God's done a work in your life. There's something great going on within your heart. And that's what Kevin was saying. If I can do that, if they can say, there's something different about me, maybe they'll say, you know what? It's Jesus. It's Jesus that's different. That's why Kevin's different. That's why he didn't punch me in the head there. That's, you know, that that's why he hasn't strangled me. That's why he hasn't cut me off. That's why he calls me, even though I've mocked him and lied about him and cheated him and stole and ever. No, it's God. It's God. Hey, hang on, folks. Let's let these stations do what they have to do. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So as we continue on with the life of Christ, we find ourselves still located in the book of John, and uh, we're in chapter 15. We're actually wrapping that up here in a few minutes. We're in the last couple verses, 26 and 27. I think that they say so much in these two verses. The Bible says so much in every verse, but it says, uh, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. 
And ye also shall bear witness because ye have been with me from the beginning. And, you know, these verses, they, they speak a ton to me. And, you know, again, the coming of the Holy Spirit, what it must have been like for these guys. I'm trying to think what they're thinking right now. They're not grasping the concept that this Holy Spirit of God ministering from Christ is going to be located with inside of them. And I got to be honest with you, as a 60-plus-year-old uh, man who's been saved for 30-something years, I'm still not grasping the whole complexity of this. But there's a comfort of that that's coming, and he's going to change everything. He's going to be a helper. He's going to provide guidance. He's going to provide power. You know, there's an empowerment to a believer. Don't ever underestimate that and say, well, you know, I'm part of the frozen choose, chosen. I don't say much. Well, the Holy Spirit doesn't allow you to be part of the frozen cho uh, chosen. He'll exude from you. And, and you know, yeah. in this Holy Spirit, here's the Spirit testifying to you about Christ, the decision you made in Christ, what Christ is to all of us. Don't downplay that, folks. That is a pretty cool thing. And then there in verse 27, it starts talking about us as witnesses. And uh, it goes on to say, you shall bear witness. I'm always freaked out by people who say, well, if God wants to save somebody, he's just going to go ahead and save them. I am so glad that God certainly can save anybody he wants. He doesn't need my help. He doesn't need Kevin's help. He doesn't need your help, but he allows me to bear witness. He yeah. allows me, just like these disciples, they were with him from the beginning. We've got the scripture in front of us. He allows us to bear witness, to be that personal witness. And, and, and brethren, I, I don't want to harp on this, but let that be part of your life. You know, if you're the type of person who just can hand out a, uh, a track from church, be that person. If you're the type of person that can hand out a track and invite people to church, be that person. But I'm here to tell you there's an empowerment within you that if you learn, God can use you as an effective witness that can change people's lives. Because Christ, is, his salvation is still being ministered to you every day, every minute through the Holy Spirit of God. And, and count on that. Sign it up. That There's a unity among us, and that's part of this. You know, we're all witnesses. That's why we love each other. That's why we don't hit someone in the chops. That's why we sit down and say, brother, you hurt my feelings. This is what happened. And they say, oh, brother, I'm so sorry. And before you know it, you're at Starbucks or something. There's a different level. God has taken us, and he ministers to us. It's a constant thing. It's always there, testifying of Christ right now, Kevin, in my heart, the Holy Spirit is testifying of Christ. Yeah, the Holy Spirit delights to bring attention to Jesus Christ. And, you know, what a great, what a great picture of the Holy Spirit we have in the scriptures, even in the uh, book of Genesis and creation, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So the, the waters, you know, that weren't formed yet i mean the excuse me the earth it wasn't formed it was just it was it was without form and void the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters that were moved has the idea of like a dove and, and certainly you know in the ark that we saw the picture of the dove there but the, you know the idea that it was brooding brooding over you know just kind of cooing and hovering and kind of almost not nervously but with passion and desire, wanting something to be created out of this formless mess. And it was in the mind of God to do it, but it was in the heart of the spirit to make it happen. And, uh, and it was, it was not going to rest until it took place. And that's, 
that's what the spirit does. And, you know, in my deepest, darkest times, Doug, I'm thankful that there's a passion for something that's bigger than myself. It's bigger than my problems. And we have a savior who went through far worse than we ever would. And when he was on the cross, uh, uh, and this is, I, I remember on a very dark time of my life, a very dark day of my life, you know, suffering some pretty, pretty nasty stuff. Um, I remember thinking, Lord, what, you know, in fact, I listened to a, t- uh, a, a tape. I listened to a, uh, uh, a recording of, of, uh, Johnny Pope preaching. He's a preacher out of Texas, Houston, Texas. Good brother. I've met him different times, was with him not long ago in Oregon, but he preached on, um, basically, uh, love, forgiveness. And he said this, he said, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he could have complained about everything and been right to do so because the world was mistreating him totally unjustly. He deserved far more, but he did not only did he not do that, he was, he was forgiven people. He was saying, father, forgive them. And no one is what he said. He said, as far as I know, no one was out there in the, um, at the foot of the cross in the area on their knees, repenting, nothing like that, but he still did it. And again, his burden, he had this driving passion to uh, save people. And that's what we see. You know, John Knox back in the mid 1500s, great revival was going on there in Scotland. And he and he said, he said this in a passionate plea to God, and he had said it in a public prayer. He said, give me Scotland or I die. And that's what the Spirit of God does in us. It, it starts as a burden and a vision. You know, Doug is, Doug, you're, uh, and I'll, I'll talk to the people out there. This this man, you know, got out of the army. He's, he, he doesn't need to throw full time into this kind of ministry. And uh, I know he gets blessed from it, but you know what? He doesn't need this kind of thing. And what, what would drive someone to do it? It's the Holy Spirit of God, the spirit inside of him, me, you, anyone that's a believer is, is a vision is like the doves, you know, brooding over unformed, unfinished business, unformed creation, unformed new creation. We want to see people get saved. And I don't have the luxury nor the desire to lay down on the job and say, okay, I've earned the right to stop to quit on God. I can't say I've been, I've suffered enough to quit on God. We're just not going to get there. Jesus pushed through that to the very end. He loved us to the end. And I want to be that kind of person, Doug, that to the end by the spirit of God, um, testifies of Jesus Christ, because he said, when he comes to live inside of you, ye shall bear witness. And he's, and he's saying the reality of the spirit in you will cause you to never be satisfied like you were before, before Christ BC in the year of our Lord living inside of you, you will never be the same because something inside of you, like with Jeremiah in your heart will, will burn like a fire and say, let's get back at it. Let's go do something for God.
Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, remembering the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. I mean, if you walk away with anything today and everything Kevin just said is so right, if you walk away with everything, remember he's, he's comforting you, he's empowering you, he's guiding you, but he can't do any of that, like we said yesterday, unless you open it up and allow him to do that. If you don't grieve him, if you don't quench him, if you pray to him, if you talk with him and allow him to talk with you. He'll lead you. I think also in what we looked at today, as we summarize, this is an importance to our testimony. So reflect on the idea that the Holy Spirit testifies to us and remember that we testify to others. We're all hooked up, right? We're, we're hooked to God. He's the vine. Uh, there's an importance to our testimony. There's an importance to the Holy Spirit testifying to us as we talked about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And then I think there's a real important thing here with being a personal witness. And I think it's pretty clear in the scripture and we see it here is to share your journey, to share your faith. And you may not be the, hey, you know, let me uh, tell you this. You may be the type of person that just gives a little bit of your journey as you go along and share it with people. God's going to use that. His word's not going to return void. The Holy Spirit of God working in your heart is not going to return void. And remember the unity. We started out with a call for unity. It's real. Trust God. Hang out with the brethren. Take care of each other. Look out for one another. Oh, boy, what a great day it is. Now, come on back tomorrow. We're starting out in John chapter 16. And you want to be here. You want to listen to that. We're going to talk about persecution. Certainly, we've all been there. We'll talk to you in the morning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.